Is the Christmas spirit divinely inspired, or does it reside within the body? This year, a group of researchers in Denmark have tried to answer that age-old philosophical question. And I'm joined on the line now by Brian Haddock, medical physicist at Rieks Hospital in Copenhagen, and one of the authors of that paper. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, um, tell us how this came about. Why did you start looking for uh, evidence of the Christmas spirit? It, uh, we were actually doing a, a migraine study, and the, the migraine study was a, was a very successful study. We, um, it was an ambitious project because uh, it involved uh, trying to, to image uh, patients and, and trying to catch their whole migraine process to catch the physiology of the, the whole process uh, in the scanner as it happened. And um, we had to have some control subjects that could be used as comparisons to the, to the migraine patients so that we can isolate and make, you know, uh, prove that, that what we're seeing in the migraine patient is unique for a, a migraine patient. Of course. And we needed to give them something to do while they're lying there not having migraines. Uh, so the... One of the PhD students involved, he thought it'd be an interesting, well, why not put images like that in there? And um, so they, in 2012, uh, as they first tried it, with, we uh, started to use some of the software we were going to be using for the study, and uh, we found a, a difference, a very noisy difference, I'd point, point out, uh, between the, the people who was celebrated Christmas and people who didn't. So we met at, uh, we just kind of met on a weekend and we decided that we were going to do this as a, a uh, as a, a free time int- interest because we had so many funny, we've made so many jokes over the the years over it and we thought we had so many funny ideas of what you could say. Uh, we thought, well, we have to do this. Can you kind of paint a picture for us? Describe what uh, you did with the participants. Okay. The, the, uh, control subjects they were mostly younger adults uh, in their early 20s they're subjects who uh, who responded to uh, an advertisement for the migraine study as a healthy control the requirements to them that were as we often write that they have to have no known illness and uh, uh, and then explain what uh, about the scannings and um, and about fMRI scanning mm-hmm. and then uh, and then when they're in the scanner, they have a set of goggles, and uh, some of the they they receive a whole series of scans. We we take uh, some anatomical uh, scans of their of the brain. We take some uh, measurements of the of the artery system and, and that in the in the brain. And then uh, and at the end we. We take this fMRI sequence, and the fMRI sequence is, is is a repetition where you're scanning the exact same measurement again and again, and then you use that to see if anything's changing. Um, and so while they're doing this, they're they're watching images, and the images start off as everyday images, and then after they've seen six of those, it changes to Christmas images, and then after the six of those, it changes back to everyday images, and this process repeats. And the whole time we're we're taking this measurement of uh, of, of the brain and then afterwards we can do an analysis of see if there's any part of the brain that's that's actually changing with the changes in images uh, meaning that is, is as soon as Christmas images come is there more blood going to one area all of a sudden and that is usually that is uh, known to be uh, to associate with when 
neurons are, mm-hmm. uh, are more active. They, they elicit a response where they, they bring a lot more blood to them, to their area. So, and, and if there's some area of the brain that's kind of turning on and off uh, with the Christmas images, then this kind of indicates that there's that 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 area is reacting to the Christmas images. Mm. And you saw, you know, you did uh, manage to see a, a kind of repeating pattern amongst all your participants for uh, people who have a Christmas tradition and saw Christmas images. Yes. And so, so after that, it's a question of there's a, a calculations you do to make sure that the the fluctuations you're seeing are, are significant and that they're 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 also uh, markably different than uh, than other fluctuations that you would expect. And uh, then you isolate what what uh, on a group level uh, what the group's reaction to the images is. And so we had the non-Christmas group. They had a very small reaction, but there was a, a bit of a reaction. They did notice the the images, but uh, uh, we had a considerably stronger reaction in the the Christmas group. And then we could look at the the significant differences between the two. Mm. And uh, just to, to clarify, the differences between your your the groups who you said had a Christmas tradition and those who didn't, uh, how was that defined? The, the two groups, uh, we did not know, uh, they were separated after the scanning. So uh, as we scanned them, we uh, uh, did not know which group was which. And after their scanning, we just uh, asked, gave them a little questionnaire where they were asked about... Uh, about their Christmas traditions and asked if they celebrated Christmas as a kid and, and asked them to describe their feelings towards Christmas, whether it's neutral or whether it's positive or maybe even negative. And, uh, and then um, about, uh, a bit about their origins, whether they come from a, an area or where they're born in a family that, that has Christmas traditions. Mm. And, uh, and then from that, we, we tried to make two as, uh, clean groups where where the one group was uh, that they had no associations to Christmas, like they haven't celebrated, and on, not only that, that they don't have uh, uh, any feelings that Christmas is some kind of commercial blah, blah, blah. They're just very neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the other group that celebrates Christmas and has a positive, so the the ones who've, who've always associated Christmas with stress and that they, they were... Uh, Excluded. So it's only the the two groups that were remaining was uh, uh, Christmas neutral and not celebrate Christmas, and then those who celebrate Christmas and have a positive uh, Christmas feeling, and sure. that that is for us the, the what we could do to uh, sort of ensure that it's the Christmas spirit we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's not a hundred percent guarantee that because they're positive to Christmas that it means that the Christmas spirit's there when they see an image. But uh, of course, I mean, let's, we can come. Yeah, let's talk about confounding a little bit here. So, uh, you know, what kind of questions did you do to exclude things? So, um, you know, maybe the participants who uh, uh, celebrate Christmas—they've all got embarrassing memories of uh, Christmas parties, and this is a little bit of a shame response or something. You know, how did you get around did, uh, that stuff? Uh, it, it, 
it is admittedly limited because no, we did. You're right. Uh, we did not make sure that uh, they had. Uh, um, we did not sort through if they've ever forgotten to get a present for their mother or their or their uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, and that. Um, <laughs> we, that we did. We're not able to <laughs> to exclude, and we we on to be honest with you, we couldn't be that choosy. <laughs> We would have had a way too small of a group uh, in the end, so uh, it is based. It is uh, uniquely based on the fact that they had a very positive description of, mm. of Christmas. Mm. That uh, that they described Christmas as being cozy. They described it as being warm. They described it as family. They described it as uh, tradition. Uh, they they look forward to Christmas, um, and that they uh, have celebrated it all their lives. Mm. Now, um, just to sort of put this in context for people, you do mention in your uh, paper the kind of infamous um, fMRI frozen salmon paper and uh, and postulate that maybe this could be part of that. So um, could you tell us about that that salmon paper and uh, how it relates to to your article? The, the salmon paper, it's... Um uh, I, I don't know if it's ever received the recognition that we believe it uh, it should because it, it in a way it's it's also a, a bit of a silly um, way of presenting a very serious uh, topic is that they they very specifically uh, use um, uh, argue for a, a certain type of statistical correction that they they feel should be a part of any fMRI uh, calculation. And they, what they did is they used a, a scanning of a, of a sca- salmon, where the salmon, the dead frozen salmon, was presented with images. And this is kind of the silly part of their thing. <laughs> they, 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 went, they went all in. They showed the salmon some images, and they found that the, the dead frozen salmon, if you did a, a, a calculation where this correction was not a part of it, that you can actually have the salmon reacting to these images. You can have brain activation uh, Resulting from your calculations, and of course, their argument is is basically uh, that that also going back in time. So, if you're looking at older studies that haven't done this correction, that there should always be a, a, an element of caution. And um, in a way, that's also a reminder: is is that we're we're never. Um, it, it's always uh, best looking back of how things should have been done back then, and and that's also. A part of our present is is that we we do need to be cautious that we we do our calculations correctly. We do need to be cautious that we uh, the results we present uh, are done so correctly because five years from now they can find even better ways or, or improvements to the method, and then go back and say, well, back then in 2015 um, they didn't have this improvement, and then this is one way. This is one improvement that we should. Uh, remember when we're both looking backwards and when we're looking forwards. So that's the the frozen salmon argument is that when you do uh, calculations, there's always, um, there's always a, but there's always a difference between a fact and what you've, results of calculation. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I think we can leave it to our listeners to read the paper and decide uh, where they think the Christmas spirit comes um, yeah. on that uh, spectrum. So um, your research, we're recording this uh, the day before your research uh, goes public and we've issued the press release. So um, have you had much interest from the media and what kind of questions are they asking you? 
it's it's actually quite interesting because it, it does tell quite a bit about uh, where their interests are is, is in the questions and uh, and uh, some uh, questions have a bit of a bit of a you know um, they they put a lot of weight on it as if uh, now uh, we know about cheer and we've discovered how cheer like happiness works and and that's that's uh, that would be a lot of, for this paper to to to, to bear. kind of the opposite <laughs> response uh, and and some I found have, have, have really sort of uh, understood that uh, the paper in the sense that they they say they seem to understand that we've we found a, a very valid um, result that uh, that there is a difference between this Christmas group looking at the looking at pictures compared to the non-Christmas group and then sort of have hopes that we maybe have more insight than we really do um, that maybe our understanding of the brain where we can come with a full explanation as to why these precise areas of the brain should uh, be the, the Christmas spirit and and in a way we can kind of help them a bit by saying well we do know that there's some more complex uh, emotions in that where these areas of the brain have been shown to play a role in it but but it is still quite unknown and and complex emotions are not well understood and, and they're not localized very well um so we've had to disappoint a few but most of the questions have understood this paper that we have a, a finding that's interesting and fun and uh and that maybe we haven't solved the all the questions of the brain while we did this <laughs> Good. So, uh, so there is a little bit of sort of science education going on there. Yes, and then um, one thing I'm really actually happy about in this article is that I do think it's a very pedagogical uh, um, way of showing fMRI because it's it's a study that's easy to understand. I find mm. where you have this, you know, everyday images, and then you get a block of Christmas images, and then back to everyday images, and then you could see areas in the brain that change with the the theme of the images it is a very good explanation as to the basics of of how fMRI works and uh, and it's a wonderful tool that is is helped a lot in uh, in brain research over the last 20 years absolutely well um, you've been listening to Brian Haddock um, talk about his research evidence of a Christmas spirit network in the brain a functional MRI study uh, Brian thanks again for uh, joining us today thank you very much